You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. And in case you're wondering what's on the Traeger grill, well, it's French dip and waffle fries. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Come on in, stay a while. Charles Barkley will join us coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Every NFL game is big, but for Week 10, it feels like there's a lot riding on this week's Packers-Seahawks game. Looks like Russell Wilson will play. He had finger surgery back on October 8th, and we're waiting to find out the official status of Aaron Rodgers. Wilson and Rodgers would become the focal points of this game. They were the focal points of the offseason. Although their situations were different, there were some similarities. Both have a championship ring. Both want to have input on their teams. And they want to find out how they can desperately get one more Super Bowl. And I'm not sure this season has worked out exactly how either wanted. Wilson Seahawks right now 3-5. and They need to start that second half surge because Rams just got better, at least you would think, with Odell Beckham. And also, Arizona is the team to beat. Packers have looked good with Rodgers. They lost last week when he was out. And now he's dealing with the public relations fallout from his vaccine comments But we know how this works. The loser of this game is going to come away with a lot of serious questions. If Green Bay with Rodgers loses at home, then all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of analysts who are going to say, well, is there more to the one week off for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, how, How serious were they in trying to get Odell Beckham? Did they try hard enough to get Odell Beckham? And I was told that they finished runner up to the Rams. What if they win the game? Well, they're supposed to win this game. Uh, Seattle drops to three and six. Then all of a sudden you start to wonder, what is Russell Wilson's future in Seattle? And look, I don't have any inside information. I have a good relationship with Russ. That's why he came on after the Super Bowl and said what he said on this program. But it's just a gut feeling that I have that Russ will play someplace else than Seattle next year. Just a feeling. And... You know, Aaron Rodgers, starting to feel the same way, no matter what happens. Does he even play football after this year? You know, just, you get those weird feelings where, you know, has it run its course? Has it run its course in Seattle? Um, Is this team any better this year than it was last year? Well, it's hard to tell because Russ being out. But prior to that, I just thought it was the same old Seahawks here. And I don't know if Russ wants to play someplace else. I know that the Saints were on that short list of, hey, if you don't want me, these are teams that I'd love to go to. But, you know, you got a three and five Seahawks team going into Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers probably going to come back. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. The big news yesterday, well, started out as Cam Newton coming back to the Panthers. That quickly got trumped as we found out at uh, Odell Beckham was going to the Rams. Here's Matthew Stafford talking about OBJ. You know, he's excited about getting the opportunity to come in and try and win. That's what he wants to do. I and mean, if that's what he wants to do, then shoot, that's what we're all about. So uh, I got no problems. I'm excited about it. And uh, I don't know when he's supposed to get here or whatever, but we'll, he'll be out here. I'll be throwing around to him at some point. So Sean McVay, the Rams head coach, was being coy with the media. Les is always doing work behind the scenes. Like I said, I'm focused on the Niners right now, Gary. <laughs> I mean, Gary's smiling at me. What do you want me to do? All right. 
He acts like he didn't know what was going on. Jalen Ramsey was the guy to follow. Jalen Ramsey should get credit for breaking the story. But uh, it felt like he was tweeting out in a not-so-subtle way that, hey, something could be happening here. And, you know, Ramsey's relationship with OBJ, Von Miller's relationship, he wants to go to a bigger stage. You're in Los Angeles. you got an offensive-minded head coach in Sean McVay. Matthew Stafford can make all the throws. It's just a question of, you go in and what role do you play? And does that role change almost game to game? And that's what I'm curious about. I said that he was going to sign before uh, Saturday so he could get a game check. There was a report that he wasn't going to sign until next week. There were reports that he was looking at Green Bay, the Chiefs, and the Saints. And then he ends up with the Rams. But, you know, they're playing Monday night. Does he play Monday night? If I'm Odell Beckham, I ride all this publicity that I've been getting. This past week, even though you would think it would be negative that a team wanted to get rid of you, walk away from you, pay you to leave, he got a lot of publicity. We showed, we showed a lot of highlights, Odell Beckham doing some good things, people saying some good things about Odell Beckham. And I would think if you could get there Monday night, because Monday night would be about Odell Beckham. It shouldn't be, but it will be if he plays. Even if he doesn't play, he's going to play a significant role in that broadcast. Yes, McLovin. How do you feel? How is this going over in Cleveland? Like, are they inspired? They play the Patriots this weekend. Are they, is this like a rallying point? Like, we're going to show him? Or does it not really work like well, that? Well, if you truly believe you're better without OBJ, you better prove it. Because you can tell us, we can tell you, it seems like you're better without OBJ. But you better win. And he said he wanted to go to a winning environment. They were winning in Cleveland, but he didn't feel like that was a winning environment. And obviously not on the same page with uh, Baker Mayfield. Matthew Stafford, it's a little bit different because Stafford is a different quarterback than Baker Mayfield. They're a passing team. And to go there, but you did have Deshaun Jackson, who was there, didn't like the role that he was playing, wanted to be released, and now he's with the Raiders. Is OBJ going to take that role? And maybe he takes on a variety of roles, but it feels like the offense goes through Cooper Cup. And as long as he's on board with that, so it's not one of those, hey, what about me and getting my touches? See, that it still goes back to that for me with OBJ. You want to show everybody that they made a mistake, that they were wrong. It wasn't you. It was the quarterback or it was the coach. It was the offensive philosophy. It's hard to do that if you just go to the Rams and they win and you get... Two catches, three catches. It's all about hitting home runs. And is OBJ going to be able to hit home runs? Because if he does, he's been banged up. I mean, to his credit, we look and say, well, his numbers, production's down. When he was last healthy with Baker Mayfield, he put up pretty good numbers. But I just don't know after a while the number of injuries and, you know, what's, what's the lingering effects of that? Can he be an elite wide receiver? Can he be a consistent wide receiver? And he's not a big guy. At some point, you start to slow down. Those guys on the other side, they speed up. Yeah, Paul. I saw a few shows comparing it to Randy Moss's career where he had this great run in Minnesota. Then he goes to Oakland and it just doesn't work out for different reasons. Remember Moss was, you know, they said he would take plays off, but yeah. then they blamed the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Moss was uh, 29 turning 30 when he left Oakland to go to New England. That season he joined New England – 100 catches, 1,500 yards, 23 touchdowns. One of the great seasons of all time. That's the same age Odell Beckham is now. 
Yeah. But Moss did not basically have any injuries. He just had you know trouble in Oakland. Well, he seemed disinterested when he was playing football. OBJ does go out there and wants to make plays, and they did target him in Cleveland. And for whatever reason, but, you know, they're not a pass-first team. They're a run team. They should be. It's about play action. Um, and that's why when Baker would make a big connection, usually it was for a lot of yards. You know, they're not a dink-and-dunk team. But Sean McVay is going to probably have some special plays in there for Odell Beckham. Yeah, Paulie. Randy Moss is two years in Oakland. His quarterbacks were Kerry Collins, uh, a gentleman named Andrew Walter, who I think went to Arizona, Arizona State. State. He started eight games. And Aaron Brooks. And none of them were through a lot of touchdowns. Mm. Yes, McClellan. I have a stupid idea. How about OBJ returns punts? Do you, do you get a guaranteed touch. Mm. I, I just looked it up there. Returner now is 2-2 Atwell, uh, the uh, second-round pick. I don't know. Is that idiotic? He'll get hurt, won't he? <laughs> But OBJ, remember when Dion would return punts once in a while and and Randy Moss returned punts a few times? Yeah, but Dion did it in college. And 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 it Dion was made for that. I don't know if Odell that's something that he's good at, would want to do it. Uh he did return punts at LSU. But I just remember Dion telling, I think it was Clemson. I think he said I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to the house on a punt. He he's back there receiving the punt, and Dion basically said, "I'm I'm gonna score. I'm gonna take it back." Uh, I mentioned uh, last week when Gary Patterson got fired that uh, expect Dion Sanders' name to be brought up with TCU, and uh, he's on the short list there at TCU. Yes, uh, McLovin. I just I don't think people understand how dangerous Dion could be at cornerback and punt returner. Like, have you ever seen a cornerback more dangerous returning interceptions? Well, the the other thing is, is wherever he went, he had a stretch where, hey, I'll go to the Niners and I'll win you a Super Bowl. Hey, I'll go to the Cowboys, I'll win you a Super Bowl. I mean, it was it didn't work out with Washington, but Dion was a he was he was Revis before Revis as far as being a hired hand. Uh, but Dion would still, you know, Revis, you would watch a game and his name wouldn't be called, but it's because they weren't throwing to his side of the field. Dion somehow still got into the conversation during a football game. You know, just being Dion. But, I, you know, he he might be the hire for TCU here. Yeah, McLevin. I think he probably freelance off his man. I don't see him being disciplined on defense. Like, Who, Dion? Dion. I imagine they just let him run, run around. Well, I think that when you're that athletic, you can. Like, you can freelance a little bit. You know, Palomalu. Junior Seau, there are a lot of defensive players, Ed Reed probably, where you just sort of, hey, I'm going to take some liberties here and hopefully I, I don't get burned. Uh, football last night, it was a standalone game for Pitt and North Carolina, a couple of really good quarterbacks there. I don't know because of Thursday night football if you were watching, but uh, Kenny Pickett looks good. Sam Howell is probably going to be a first, second round draft pick, but Pickett looks, there's something about him. Uh, they held on for dear life against North Carolina, but that's one of those games that if that had been on a Wednesday standalone game, people would have been talking about it on Thursday. But the fact that you're up against the NFL, you might have missed that. College football this weekend, Michigan against Penn State. And that's at Penn State, I believe. Man, that's one of those tricky games that if you're Michigan and you still got a chance here, can't screw it up there. Oklahoma Baylor. And, uh, boy, that's a big game for Oklahoma. They want to move into the top five. I think they're nine right now, and they're undefeated. 
Georgia, Tennessee, that might be a game I watched the first half. Can Tennessee, they got a quarterback and they keep it close. Purdue against Ohio State, if it was at Purdue, then you got my attention. And then Washington State against Oregon. Charles Barkley will join us coming up. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Chuck in Minnesota. Good morning, Chuck. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. First time, long time, 6'2", So I listen to you guys every morning while I'm at work, and I just need some advice here. My family and I are from Chicago, and my dad and sister are longtime Bears fans, but my mom is from Wisconsin, so we're longtime Packers fans. But now I live in Minnesota, and I've been dating my girlfriend for four years now and looking to ask her to get married here, but her and her whole family are Vikings fans, so it's a big mess here. Any advice? Okay, so I'm trying to follow this, that there there was Bears, Packers, and Vikings conversation. See. Do you, do you have to then side with your wife and her family? No. Um, I, I'm a diehard Packers fan, so I, I'll go to the grave as a Packers fan. Okay. But there's just a lot of strife because my dad and sister are the Bears fans, my mom and I are the Packers fans, and then my girlfriend and all of her family are Vikings fans. Do so you think there's success long-term? Yes, yeah, this is crazy, but is there any hope of everyone meeting in the middle and becoming Lions fans? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Just saying. That could keep the peace. Uh, you know what, Chuck? I, I think that uh, it's sort of like the United Nations, you know, the U.N. You Just make it work. Uh, you're, you know, you're fair to the, uh, the opposition. You're sympathetic to them. When she's down, you're down, unless it's at the hands of the Packers uh, or vice versa. But... Um, I mean, that's the beauty of being a sports fan. We all kind of blend together, and I think um, you're not going to change. She's not going to change. You know, I think uh, meet her halfway, and then hopefully she'll meet you halfway. Perfect. Thank you. All right, Chuck. Like I asked that was, me. I mean, that was actually like good advice. Thank you. What do you? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Why did why did I give good good advice? Yeah, what'd you give him good advice for? I, I try to. I, I don't have all the answers, but that doesn't mean I don't give you some kind of answer. You know, if I can help you, I can tell you what I did or didn't do, then I'll be more than happy to do that. We're here for you. We serve a lot of different roles on this show. Luckily, it didn't sound like he's a fellow who had some Rolling Stones tickets, though. So. No, going by himself. Mm. Yeah, that was a topic yesterday at dinner. My wife said, uh, so would you have gone to the Stones show by, by yourself? And I said, yeah, I would have. I still would. Like, if I had tickets to the Stones this weekend, I just said to my wife, see ya. I wouldn't say it like Not that. Not like that. No, I'd say You're going with Michael K. Yeah, I'd, I'd do a Michael K. home see run ya. call with the Yankees. Yes, yes, Tom. But even if it was discussed before you officially made the decision, then you got to wonder, is she playing that test game? But she's, yeah, no, you should go. I want you to go. It's a lifelong dream you should go, when deep down she thinks something completely different. Well, she knows, you know, I do my Mick Jagger impersonation around the house. And I'm sure she enjoys that. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'd, I'd go Han Solo to a concert. Yeah, see it's the the worst is like no you can do whatever you want you're mm. you're free to do whatever you want to do mm. but that doesn't mean <laughs> oh crap 
No, it's fine. Just do whatever yeah, you want to do. No, no, no. It's I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, go ahead. No, no. Go. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. 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 Would you yes. just go? Yeah. I'll take care of the puppy. I'll clean up the messes. No, you go. You go. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. The biggest piece of advice we give any bro out there is if your girlfriend, fiance, or wife uses the word fine, she's not fine. Mm. Ever. Mm. <laughs> Take a break. Charles Barkley will join us coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. It's tough to lose weight, keep it off, and that's why I want to tell you about M-Drive's new product, M-Drive Lean. Just got a new shipment yesterday. Powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight. Look good, perform at their best, no matter what their age is. M-Drive Lean. First of its kind, protein powder formulated with Morosil, clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight waist size, and body mass. And uh, its weight loss is backed by real science. Help fuel your daily drive. Go to mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. They give you free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose except for some pounds. And it's not easy to lose that weight at your age and keep it off. Visit mdrivedan.com and try mdrive lean. Lose weight. Feel good. mdrive lean. Don't let age beat you. You want to feel your best. Lose some weight. You drink your M-Drive. Go to mdrivedan.com and try it for yourself. mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts Make sure you pre-order the DP Show calendars. Go to danpatrick.com. A lot of new products in there, T-shirts, tailgate bundle. Get a jump on your holiday shopping season at danpatrick.com. Check in with Carolina Panthers coming up top of the hour. We'll check in with Charles Barkley momentarily. McLovin, the poll question, please. Uh, Which headline would have surprised you the most in April? Chiefs uh, being in last place, running away with it. Uh, Cam Newton signing with the Panthers is moving up, though. I, the Chiefs are only, uh, what, a half game out of last play, first place? I mean, that doesn't mean the headline wouldn't have been shocking in August, though. Okay. All right, I guess. Let's bring in Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer inside the NBA on TNT Analyst. How much are you uh, following what's going on in the NFL? Cam going back to the Panthers, OBJ going to the Rams. Come on, Dan. You know football. I bet on football every Saturday and Sunday. I got to keep up with what's happening all week. <laughs> How are you doing gambling this year? Uh, I've been doing pretty good in college. Pros has been up and down all over the place. But, hey, we got a long way to go, Dan. I'm not going to run out of money no time soon. <laughs> uh, how big is your bookie's house? Uh, we've never met. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just. The, the, you... Hey, hey, to cover my ass, I have a go-between. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case they get him. Uh, I don't know how big his house is, but I right, listen, hey, I told you, that's the same thing. I don't say I've never done an email. I've never done any social media. 
I told you, Dan, all these people are going to learn. If you're going to talk bad about people, do it the old-fashioned way behind <laughs> their back. Uh, like Markeith Morris, didn't he? He sort of did it behind the Joker's back. Yeah, Dan, uh, I was disappointed in the NBA on that. You know, I'm a big fan of the Morris brothers, but that was a cheap shot. I'm glad Joker defended himself. You just can't hit somebody. First of all, if you hit somebody, you should never turn your back on them. I know. That's why like, people say, you hit him in the back. I'm like, wait, you hit me and you turn your back. <laughs> hey, hey, I can be sure of one thing. If you hit me and you turn your back, I'm going to hit you in the back of the head. Okay. You guys just – you and Shaq came up on the anniversary of you taking the ball and bouncing off Shaq's head, and then you guys had your wrestling match. Did you guys celebrate that anniversary? No, I actually didn't know it was our anniversary. Yeah, because you know, we moved. We yeah, we moved to Tuesday nights now, so I don't. I, I didn't. Uh, so I'm I'm adjusting to the Tuesday <laughs> schedule. But hey, Dan, that's just a perfect example. Like, I'm not going to fight Jack. He's too big. But if somebody hit me in front of twenty thousand people, I'm gonna act like I'm gonna fight. Like he might hit me one or two times, or I might hit him hit him one or two times. But it's not like we're going to fight for five minutes straight. They're going to break it up quickly. But I'm not going to let anybody hit me in front of 20,000 people that are not doing a thing. Shaq had a left that if it connected, you might still be down, Charles. Dan, you act like I can't take a punch. I've been hit before. But but not by Shaq. Come on, man. Stop it. All right. Give, I, me, give me somebody that hits you that like I'd be like, wow. And you. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm not going to get on here and talk a lot of noise, but I think it's probably hard to knock somebody out with one punch. I mean, you can get hit with a flurry of punches and get knocked out, but I think there's very few people who can hit a person with one shot, even great boxers. I mean, I, you know, boxing is one of my favorite sports, but, you know, Ali, Frazier, Foreman, Norton, Shavers, Holmes, Pacquiao, Floyd. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, George Foreman, even when he beat Frazier, he hit him like a thousand times, but Joe Frazier kept getting up. And George, arguably one of the greatest hitters of all punches of all time. You don't think Shaq would have knocked you out with that left? I do not. Okay. That don't mean he couldn't have hurt me a little bit, but I don't <laughs> think he could knock me out. Uh, I see you're flying the colors for Auburn there. So how excited are you that Cam Newton is uh, going back to Carolina? Well, I'm glad Cam got a job. You know, he wanted to play. I saw him uh, a couple weeks ago at the Auburn-Georgia game. And uh, I, I, he, we, he, I got a lot of love for Cam. I mean, it's going to be interesting, though. I, I don't know it's how successful joining an uh, NFL team in the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a very difficult thing. Uh, but I'm glad he got a job because I pull up a cam. He's a good man. What are those shoes behind you underneath the your dream team jersey? Or um, So this flag is probably one of my most valuable possessions. I stole this from the Olympics in 92. And it's got everybody who was on the original dream team on it. That's the first dream team. I got everybody to sign this flag. It's probably... When I sell my memorabilia for underprivileged housing, it's probably going to be to get the most money. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm in my gym trophy room, bar pool table room, and I got a jersey from everybody on the second dream team uh, signed and a pair of shoes under the jersey. 
And uh, that's uh, Penny Hardaway's right there. I got uh, Carl Malone, uh, Scottie Pippen, John Stockton, Olajuwon, Peyton, mine, Red Mitch Richmond, Grant Hill, Reggie Miller. Got a bunch of great stuff over my crib. But I'm going to sell all this crap for underprivileged houses in my hometown as soon as we get through the pandemic. Help me understand what's going through Scottie Pippen's mind right now. Ooh, you need Dr. Phil. <laughs> you need everybody. You know, I feel bad because it seems like he's just trying to go big game hunting because he's selling a book. Uh, I'm never going to tell another person what to say. We got to all have our own opinion. But this seems like he's got a book coming out because the book, when, when you write a book, in my opinion, it should be your personal thoughts about everything about you, you letting the world know what you think. Uh, but it just seems like to me, when you go after Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, uh, he came out to me a little bit, you're just going big game hunting because you know it's gonna get some clicks. And uh, I've always liked Scotty. I thought he was a very good player. But like I say, it just seems like I've just got to go big game hunting because if I talk bad about big time people, it's going to get clicks and I'm going to sell some books. I feel bad for him because it felt like nobody really asked him his opinion when he played. I remember being around the Bulls, the NBA Finals, and it felt like it was Mike, it was Phil, it was Rodman, it was it was everybody but Scotty, and here's Scotty, one of the great players of all time. And I think he just wants to kind of set the record straight. I think he really got hurt with the last dance. He probably tuned in with his family saying, hey, Mike's going to be saying some nice things about me. And then next thing you know, Mike's roasting Scotty there. Um, well, Dan, even myself, when people talk about me, they get to bring up stupid stuff I did. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. You don't get to get mad about it. The stuff that Michael said in the last dance was true. Uh, like, Every time they bring up stupid stuff I did, I can't get mad. I did have done some stupid things in my lifetime. Uh, but I don't think it was Michael's intention to roast Scotty. Well, like I say, I just think that it seems like, if, if first of all, if you want to say these things, just say them. Don't put them in a book. That's the only problem I've had with a lot of these things. I, I, if, if he wants to come on Dan Patrick's show and say some things, I got no problem with that if he wants to say his opinion. But when you bring all this stuff up and you just happen to have a book coming out, that's what I think is what the problem everybody's having now. But he's taking on Mike right now. And as you that's know... Big, listen, uh, listen, that's as big as game hunting as you can get. <laughs> I know, but you never get that trophy. You, you, you can't... Mike doesn't let you put... You know his head on your uh, your your wall. That that doesn't happen. I, I know, but like I say, Scott is just trying to sell books. Yeah. I don't think he's worried about relationships down the line, uh, friendships down the line. I think he's just trying to sell books. We're talking to Charles Barkley, of course, Hall of Famer, NBA on TNT. I mentioned this stat: fifty-seven different players have scored at least thirty points in a game so far this season. What do you make of that? It's not fun for me to watch the game, to be honest with you, because it's just a three-point shooting contest. And 
there's times I'm watching the game, I'm like, you got a wide open lane advantage <laughs> because they're playing the three, take the ball to the basket. And my biggest problem is we got guys shooting threes now who can't shoot. And like I say, I'm not the old get off my lawn guy. Listen, I, I tell you, listen, I, I, I love basketball. Basketball has given me everything in my life. But now it's like after a game where we didn't make enough threes. I'm like, well, if you wasn't making threes, you, you could have took the ball to the basket. <laughs> so it's very interesting to watch. Uh, but, man, uh, it's, it's, it's just a three-point shooting contest now. Trying to figure out, and I want to be fair to the Lakers and wait till after Christmas before I have a, a good sense of what this team is going to play like. But it feels like, you know, Russ is trying – He's trying too hard, it feels like. What do you make of the Lakers so far, first month of the season? Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, they blame everything on Russ. You know, they blown, they blown two – they lost they, they uh, lost to Oklahoma City twice. They had a 25-point lead in both games. And I'm watching all these fools, idiots, and jackasses on TV the next day blame Russ. I'm like, yeah, they had a 25-point lead. Russ didn't do it all by itself. Now, Russ does have to take better care of the ball. But as I said from the beginning, with all those old geezers out there, LeBron's starting to break down. You know, those little injuries, they didn't happen five, six years ago. That means he's getting older. His body's starting to break down. But it's still going to come down to Anthony Davis. I said day one, if Anthony Davis is one of the five best players in the NBA, the Lakers are going to be tough to beat. If he's not one of the five best players, they're not going to be competitive because he's the only one that you can't match up with at this stage of his career. You know, to me, he should be doing what Magic Johnson did. You know, you look at, you go back and look at the great Laker teams. Kareem was the man forever, like LeBron. And when LeBron started getting older, Kareem started getting older, then it became Magic's team. It should start to be Anthony Davis' team at this point of his career. Anthony, why isn't Anthony Davis more like the Greek freak? He just don't have that that killer thing. Yeah, he's uh, like that kid. Uh, you, listen, let me tell you something. Giannis and Russell Westbrook. I'll pay to watch those guys play because as a fan, they give you maximum effort every single night. Whether you like Russ or not, you got to admire his ability. Like I'm gonna give you everything I got. I might make some mistakes. I might miss some shots. But, yo, man, you give me maximum effort every night. That's all I can ask for as a fan. But Anthony, to me, he, like, and this is it. When we're talking about always comparing guys, I says, as much as I love LeBron, I love LeBron. He's amazing. But to me, he don't, he didn't have, listen, Michael and Kobe, they'll kill you. <laughs> Those two guys, like, and it's just a mindset. And Giannis, he he is out there like he's more close to Michael and Kobe, and Anthony is more closer to LeBron. LeBron's a great, great player, and he's a really, really nice guy. I don't think anybody ever said Michael and Kobe were nice guys because they don't <laughs> care about that. Hey, listen, and that's not a knock. Everybody don't have that killer, 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 killer instinct. Like Kobe and Michael. Like I say, I've been in the NBA for 37 years, and I've seen a lot of great players. David Robinson was a great player. He's a nice man. Uh, Patrick Ewing is, was a great, great player. 
he's a nice man. Carl Malone's a nice man. John Stockton's a nice man. Michael and Kobe, listen, I don't <laughs> think anybody ever said, oh, man, they are nice guys. They out there to kill you. Was Bird a nice guy? No. Uh, he it's a like, uh, but he didn't have that physical ability. Like Larry beat you with his will and his mind, but he didn't have the athletic ability that Kobe and Michael and LeBron and those guys had. Yeah. Larry willed himself and his team to win. Uh, that's a great question too. Same thing with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was a great, great player, but he couldn't physically impose his will upon you like Kobe and Michael could. Are you all in on my Warriors bandwagon? I think it's too early. I'm not, you know, Dan, I don't want to be, you know, one thing I hate about these morning shows, not your show, <laughs> these other idiots and food. No, like they want to know um, well, who's the best team after 10 games. I'm like, they play 82 games. That's like, say, like I'm watching these shows. They're like, well, who's the NFL MVP? I'm like, dude, they play like six games. Nobody cares. Let it get, it'll, it'll come out. In Why the do you keep watching these shows you hate? Because I'm number one, I need to know. Well, number one, you got to get up in the morning, Dan. And secondly, it's fun to work out uh, and watch something. I mean, there's nothing else on from six in the morning <laughs> until noon. Okay, and what, what drives you crazy, I, though, when you watch these shows that makes you yell at the TV? Well, you know, I hate Skip Bayless, I hate him more than anything in the world. But you watch. Uh, I watch Shannon because, listen, in fairness, I need to know what, because, Dan, I'm coming on your show. I need to, like, no, seriously. And you know, I love, you, you're one of my favorite people. I mean, I mean, you're a coward on the golf course. And, Dan, let me tell you something. You ain't got no chance to ever beat me again. I'll come to your house. I'll come wherever you're at. You ain't never going to beat me in golf again. And I said never, ever. You know, if we had played for money all these years, you wouldn't have any money. No. So I, I was, I gave you chair. You were a charity case. Hey, come on, Dan. I have been through uh, when I was a really good player. I was the worst player in the world, but I'm back now, brother. I'm back now uh, with a vengeance. Uh, okay, but I don't like this front runner attitude here because. You know, that's... No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Hey, when I was crappy on the golf course, y'all trashed me for 30 years. Yes, you did, I Dan. tried to help you. No, no, no. Hey, listen. I told I you not to stick. play. I told hey. you not to play. I tried to help you. What else are old fat people going to do? <laughs> what else are old fat people going to well, do? Okay, well, sh what, what does Shaq do? Make commercials. <laughs> he makes money. <laughs> he makes money. Man, hey, listen, I'm an old fat dude. I just want to play golf and fish every day. I love relaxing, doing nothing, but I got my superpowers back. I'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere. What's your, okay, what's your handicap here, uh, Tiger? I'm a, I'm, I'm a 10. I'm back to a 10 now. Mm, I'd like to see the index card. I'd like to see your card there. I'm back to a 10, Dan. Yeah, I don't I'm trust you. I'm just telling you. you. I don't trust you. I don't trust Dan, you. Dan, what, what are you going to do to show from my house? We've been saying that for 30 years. But aren't you in Philadelphia? No, I'm in Arizona. Oh, okay. Dan, I don't do cold weather, brother. <laughs> um, 
I still hey, and I and I, I've never let cameras in my house. That's my private sanctuary. But when they had the Super Bowl out here a few years ago, we talked about doing it in my backyard. I know. Yeah, we can do. I tell you what, we'll set it up on my tennis court. I bring all the refreshments. We'll get drunk as hell and do great TV. <laughs> what do you have? Three bedroom, two bath. Is that what you got there? Five bedrooms, five baths. Guest house, tennis court, driving range, swimming pool. Dan, I got a lot of money. I ain't gonna just drive. I need to spend it. Hey, I don't the want Super to leave Bowl, it free. Super Bowl's in Arizona next year. Come on, we can do one of the shows. Dan, I'm not leaving all this money for my freeload ass family. <laughs> Hey, right. hey, if I listen, if I could go to Vegas one last trip before I kill over, lose some money, then burn the rest, I'd be the happiest person in the world. Can I be a pallbearer? Oh, I'm not. I'll do. I don't do funerals. Hey, I told him to burn my fat ass up and put me in Leeds, <laughs> Alabama, in the lake. <laughs> Dan, I'm seriously. I'm gonna get cremated. Funerals suck. I'm gonna get cremated. And I want my ashes spread over Leeds, Alabama. I don't, I know. No, I don't want to hear no crying. I don't want anybody. I, first of all, I don't want people up there telling stories. I know. I don't want that. I just say, like, listen, I've had a great run. Just play, get my, burn my fat ass up. But that, that's, listen, I'll, I've always wanted to be skinny. Put me, put me in the, <laughs> hey, 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 seriously, put my ashes in, uh, there's a lake in my hometown called Lake Purdy. I want my ashes spread in Lake Purdy. And everybody have, go out and have a celebration. But you don't want to have a wake. We're not allowed to, like. Hell no. Oh, come on. There be. Why, well, Dan, nobody want to sit around and look at somebody who's dead. I, listen, I'm not trying to be morbid or ever. I don't believe in that crap. And don't put me in the ground somewhere. I'm not going hey, to go visit people. I never get that. They're not in the ground, folks. Don't go visit cemeteries. I think that's crazy. What if we stuff you? Could we do something like that? No, 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 dude. Just bang. <laughs> hey, throw me in that oven. Put it on there, and just spread the ashes, man. Put me down. I'll, hey, Dan, I'm good with that. Great to talk to you. Always, man. Hey, you guys <laughs> have a have a great weekend. Uh, thanks for having me, Dan. All right, buddy. Great to talk to you again. That's Charles Barkey, Hall of Famer, inside the NBA on TNT. We're going to Charles' house next year at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in Arizona next year. Then we'll do at least one show, two shows there. Oh. What do you think? Do you think Charles would let us do a full week? Oh, I don't think he cares. It sounds like the, you know, the crib's big enough that we could be there and he wouldn't even know we were there. But he did say that he would bring over his friends to uh, – to the set, bring it over to his house. Yeah, Paul. I got some pictures of Charles' house. He has a property, not a yard. Yeah. I guess that's a word. No, I it's use. a compound. Compound, yeah. Compound. Compound. All right, we'll take a break. We'll uh, get to more phone calls coming. He, I, I've known him such a long time, and he hadn't changed. He is, he is one of the most generous people. He's not, he's not on a Zoom call anymore, so I can say this, but he, he's one of the most generous people I've ever met. If, if you go out to dinner, there's no way that you'll end up picking up the check. No way. Somehow, some way, he said to the maitre d' or the waiter, before you got there, I got this. Don't, don't accept somebody else's credit card. He's, he's a very, very generous person. All right, let's take a break here. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Check in with the Carolina Panthers. What's the method to their madness here? They're replacing all the people who replaced Cam Newton by replacing him with Cam Newton. I love it. And it's not a great quarterback draft. And uh, if you're looking, that's why I think a lot of people thought Carolina was going to go all in on Justin Fields. They were trying to get in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Jay Glazer had some things last night. I don't know if any of it was breaking news, but he did say or reiterate that the Dolphins were willing to give up three first-round picks and a second-round pick to get Deshaun Watson. But there was a little bit of hesitation with uh, the GM for the Texans. And I'm thinking, if I'm the Texans and I can get out from underneath this, let me roll the dice that if Deshaun Watson is going to be exonerated, he's going to move on, he's going to pay off these uh, civil suits, whatever it is that he's able to play football and not have the baggage attached to him that he does right now. Why wouldn't you just move on from this? You get three first-round picks, a second-round pick, and you can move on. You get a clean break. You still have Deshaun Watson hanging over this franchise, and it's going to continue. And what if it gets worse? What if there's a smoking gun that comes out? What if everybody wants to settle except for one person? What about, you know, you know, the other suits that aren't the civil suits, the criminal ones? Is there text? Is there video? Is there something there? Man, if I could move on from Deshaun Watson, I am, I'm sending him. I'll, I'll drive him to the airport. Let's go. Let's move on. Yes, Eaton. You have the opportunity to get three firsts and a second. For a guy who, one, doesn't even want to play for your team anymore, let alone have all of these lawsuits and allegations against him, and you say no to that? I know. That just doesn't, it doesn't add up. My, my brain can't compute saying no in that situation. Unless there's something that we don't know, which is you know, a great chance that there's something that we don't know. But I don't know. I know that the Dolphins, uh, there were contingency plans on this. And, and that's something that I don't know all the details with it, but... You know, I was told that they wanted contingencies on the draft picks that they were sending to Houston. I don't know if it was as clean and cut as here. Three first-round picks and a second-round pick. You sent us Deshaun Watson. Nothing, no strings attached here. Yeah, McLovin. That would make a lot more sense for Nick Casario to back off if the contingencies were too scary for him. Right. Yeah, I don't. I want to move on. You want Deshaun Watson, you roll the dice. Here he is. Not... Hey, if he only plays X number of games or he gets suspended the first half of the year or he doesn't play all next year, I don't want to do that. And I understand if you, you know, I just don't want him hanging. I don't want that thought of him hanging over the franchise. And then next year, and he's probably not going to be deposed until February. This is going to be there with the draft. And I just think if I could have a clean break, I would. This is what uh, Glazer said. Apparently, Texans GM Nick Casario took a step back once learning of that. Instead, he's going to wait and see how the civil cases play out. If they're settled ahead of the start of the uh, NFL free agency in March, Houston would have gained some leverage as it relates to trade talks with the Miami Dolphins and other teams. Boy, that's a big if. Good luck with that. Final hour coming up. Who was Carolina bidding against to bring in Cam Newton? And is he there for good? Two hours in the books. One more to go on this Meet Friday. Back after this.
Oh, but wait, there's one more item, hour two, and what an hour it was. When I finished golfing, lifting weights, running around the neighborhood, my body just doesn't recover the way it used to. Today, it's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. That's why you need to carry with you Level Select CBD, the sports creams and roll-ons. I have the Level Select roll-on in my golf bag. Great for when you start golfing. Great for when you finish. If it's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. Has this high concentration of CBD, and you're going to feel it work immediately. And it's made with 0% THC. I apply the Level Select roll-on directly to those spots, let the proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it does in about 30 seconds or less. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30. That's $30 off your entire order. $30 off. LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.